You're listening to the Digital Transformation Project, brought to you by Adobe and a selection of our most trusted partners. I'm Jamie Brighton, Head of Product Marketing at Adobe and EMEA, and in this series, we're inviting industry experts and business leaders to share their experiences of digital transformation within their industries. We'll take a look at the steps some industries are taking to achieve these transformations and what the experts see as digital innovation and where things are heading next. Over the next few episodes, we'll discuss the challenges and opportunities that you should be aware of if your business is on the cusp of digital transformation, as well as lessons learned from those who've been through the process and made it out the other side. In this episode, Barrett Sharma from Adobe speaks to James Walkling and Matthew Penlington from Accenture about how a multi-channel approach in the world of pharma and healthcare can help cultivate meaningful conversations and drive business with healthcare professionals. Welcome, I'm Barrett Sharma, pharma and healthcare specialist at Adobe. I'm here today with James Walkling and Matthew Penlington from Accenture Interactive to talk about the rise of data-driven marketing in life sciences. Matthew, the last few months have been really challenging for pharma companies. What are you hearing from them about how they are adapting to a new digital communication first approach? Uh, so uh, thanks, Barrett. Yeah, it's it's been a, a bit of a crazy time recently uh, as uh, we've definitely seen an uptake in terms of interest uh, from our life sciences clients uh, in how to quickly adapt uh, to a, a more omni-channel uh, approach particularly from their uh, commercial marketing communications. Uh, and, and I suppose what we're having to do now is to sort of quickly accelerate uh, some of those uh, digital programs. So in fairness, a lot of clients have uh, some of that architecture uh, and, and technical setup in place, uh, but now it, it's becoming more relevant uh, to build that into their marketing strategies uh, and really become more of a, a digital-led uh, first uh, campaign organization uh, and so that's seeing uh, a certain uptake in terms of requests in uh, how do we make these channels connected how do we adapt our content uh, how do we know that we're actually talking to the right people uh, with relevant content um, so I mean, James, from a tech side, uh, I think we've actually seen over the past number of years that actually clients have invested quite a bit uh, from from getting their platforms uh, and actual technical ability set up. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what you've seen in terms of how far that tech platform still needs to evolve, and in terms of how quickly can actually uh, our clients adapt as they need to engage a bit more on the content side. That's absolutely right, Matt. So I think. We've been on a real journey over the last few years in terms of platform developments um, in in marketing space. We started out um, probably seven or eight years ago with um, a rush to get websites out as the primary channel. So Pharma was looking to promote brand sites and HCP sites, and really it was just can they globally extend their reach out and build those sites as quickly as possible. Um, once they got these sites developed and the sort of the digital estate set up, uh, they started looking towards CMS systems. So we originally they had agencies building sort of standalone sites at speed. Um, they were then looking to actually how how can we start to consolidate those? How can we um, look to have one single system to manage all their global sites, and how can we better manage primarily what were websites? Then came the rush to mobile apps, um, looking at actually particularly the patient experience side. How can we you know, increase the patient engagement and how can we bring that app experience that 
was very, you know, very big and growing five, six years ago. Um, and how can we tie those into the sites? What's happened over the last four, three, four years is the, the move towards an integrated platform. So they've they got the websites out. They trialed and experimented and evolved in terms of mobile app development and then email email marketing, so email campaigns. All of this was sort of done in sort of silos. It wasn't um, thought as an integrated solution because some of the technologies weren't there. And that's, and that's kind of over the years, it's evolved much more into an integrated solution with, you know, platforms such as Adobe, where they've gone, actually, we need to think about our sites, our email campaigns, our analytics, and then the other features that, that HCPs and patients want as part of their experience. So going from silo channels to a how can we make this integrate experience and how can we make it more relevant so i don't i think matt and i have seen certainly a rush to get all the marketing channels out and then almost a let's get back to a specific targeted integrated solution for all the different channels now that we've got them all established it's a case of actually pruning some of those back and, and actually working out what's relevant how can we personalize better for these HCPs and patients. Um, and it's almost a reflection of times. You know, there was a big rush to bringing out sites and apps. Um, and now people are realizing we've, we've essentially saturated um, the end user. And now we're much more about a targeted, personalized, um, relevant content that needs to be served up um, rather than, let's say, just broadband, let's hit all the channels with all the content. You know, it's interesting you've said that. I mean, when I was, um, when, you know, as I've said, for 17 years when I was in sales and marketing with, with pharma companies, it was very much like you wouldn't ever be able, you never really understood what a healthcare professional wanted. You know, healthcare professionals have interests, so they're now bringing in different services to, in, to generate income, and they're all becoming actual companies. And I remember going out and speaking to 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 whether that be a surgeon or a or a or a um, or a doctor or even a nurse, not really knowing what was of key interest to them. It was pretty much um, marketing would say, "This is what you have," and off you go and 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 fire it off, and off you go and discuss it. Um, but now, what I noticed, and up until about a year and a half ago, I just start think, sitting there thinking that what if I knew. Um, what is of interest to the to the healthcare professional? How can I then have a meaningful conversation, whether that's about a white paper or a conference um, or a meeting that they went to? So this is where I feel that bringing in the context of getting giving relevant information is important because again we're in a time where healthcare professionals don't have time to speak to pharma companies and the little time that they do have has to be meaningful and engaging. Would you agree? Yeah, we're actually seeing that, uh, you know, across our clients uh, as not only do they have to understand a lot more about uh, how they're going to uh, communicate, you know, which channels are going to resonate, which channels are, are convenient uh, to healthcare professionals and patients at this moment in time. Uh, but what we're seeing now is, is real uptake in terms of uh, data. So uh, before we can attempt to be able to deliver the, 
the right content to, to the right audience. We, we have to know what those needs are. Uh, and so we're seeing a lot more requests now in terms of uh, how do we make sure the data is genuine? How can we uh, understand uh, the uh, user flow through all our channels so that we can make a lot more integrated strategy when it comes to our campaigns? Uh, how do we know where people drop off? How do we know what actually doesn't work? So, so all of this comes to being able to understand that data and have actually a, a clear view of that data right across our channels. Uh, so this comes back to your point, James, in terms of making sure that uh, these channels are no longer in silos, uh, that, that we have a dashboard and we have a facility to be able to uh, look at that data flow right across and understand an individual user's journey as they progress from uh, a, a detail aid uh, through to a one-on-one um, -on -one email through to then the website and so forth. And I think if we have a clear understanding of what that user flow is, we can then attempt to be able to uh, understand the, that customer's needs uh, and also what's content is relevant to them. Right, so, you know, so it, you know, obviously it's clear now that, that the companies need to, you know, the pharma companies need to understand, understand their customers, which are, which are healthcare professionals, um, and they need to build a better customer experience. But in order to keep them engaged, when let's be honest face-to-face -face time is becoming limited it's becoming less and less and you know the, the story is um are reps giving uh, healthcare professionals any value what is your recommendation for for someone who would be starting out on this on this digital journey so yeah i, I think maybe i can start that and maybe james uh, you can sort of look at in terms of what we're doing uh, from more of an architecture side but it's certainly when I'm looking at it, I'm working with clients in terms of their uh, strategies. Um, it, we ha ha they've suddenly had to move from a, um, a, a model which is very face-to-face -face led. Uh, they have a, a sales force, which is still by far their biggest investment from a channel perspective. Uh, and suddenly that FaceTime uh, with their customers, with their healthcare professionals has been uh, limited. And suddenly we've had to very quickly adapt in terms of, well, how do I make sure that I do get relevant information out to uh, uh, my healthcare professional? Um, because actually th th this is a relevant time. I mean, just because uh, there's a limitation in terms of what we can say face to face, it doesn't mean to say that uh, HCPs aren't still hungry for information. Uh, I mean, particularly around respiratory. If you, if you look at uh, some of the impact uh, that uh, COVID is having in terms of uh, other diseases and other symptoms that potentially aren't COVID related, uh, but doctors and patients still need to understand how they manage that through this period of, uh, of crisis. Uh, and so uh, we're getting to understand, so in terms of where we start is, okay, so what is your strategy? What is your campaign strategy in terms of making sure you're getting the right information to the right person at the right time? Uh, and we're working with clients now to sort of look at those strategies, look at how they need to adapt, potentially how do they need to move away from more of a face-to-face -face driven interaction to one that's more uh, remote uh, online. Uh, there are plenty of tools out there that allow um, 
our clients to do that. Uh, for example, uh, reps can do uh, face to face, sorry, remote detailing now uh, through web calls, uh, through, uh, uh, through Skype, through WebEx, uh, even through the Viva CMS system itself. Uh, so there's ability there and suddenly I think they're having to adapt quite quickly in terms of, okay, now I've got this channel from a remote point of view, what makes sense in terms of the content they need to deliver it. Uh, and then we're looking at that strategy in terms of how that becomes more of a um, more of a, more of a hook, more of a uh, an opportunity for healthcare professionals to say, "Well, do you know what? I'm hungry for this information at the moment. Uh, I need it, uh, and so therefore, please give it to me quickly and accessibly." It's interesting you say that's an, um, an interesting point because you know a lot of with with COVID nineteen. Um, People are still ill. It, it may not be COVID related, but people have, um, you know, they, 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 they need an antidepressant or they need a, a beta blocker. They need some type of medicine and they still need to go and see a GP. Um, and they're asking patients not to come to GPs, uh, to GP surgeries. And where we're going with this is the fact that there are online consultations happening now with um, patients. So it clearly from what you're saying is it's now that's with a patient arm, but with a pharmaceutical interaction, that can also now be uh, a medium of communication to do something digitally, whether that be through, um, through a, 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 a meeting of some sort. But again, it doesn't, it, it's still, we talked about timing. So what will make a healthcare professional say, I have a an organization, a pharma company wanted to speak to me um, and it needs to be online and we need to have this conversation. Timing is the factor here, right? So how would you overcome that? So I think if I can talk to a couple of sort of common scenarios we're seeing with some of our sort of best performing clients. Um, imagine a scenario. So you have a ACP uh, you know working in hospital they're logging into their their particular client's portal what they're really looking for is they're on the ward they've got their mobile phone in their pocket and they want the the dosage information um a because these are all secure logins what you're seeing is you're already noting it's still the last time these hcps are logging in be looking at what information they're downloading. So you need to make that experience very quick and seamless for them. The, ma the majority of HCPs are logging in to get some, some form of drug information. And then while they're there, you can imagine them browsing or when they've got a spare five minutes grabbing a sandwich, that they'll actually be looking at their area of expertise, their particular therapeutic area. And what we're seeing is a lot of, you know, where webinars have been rolled off, uh, rolled out um, is actually a very successful um, and a high uptake. So doctors are using them and uh, you know watching these webinars in their spare time of topics that are of interest to them. And then where the integrated solution comes into play is you can actually see through the analytics, you can see if that ACP, when they've logged in, you can see the campaigns that they've looked at, you can see the webinars that they've attended, you can actually see if they've gone two minutes into the webinar, or actually they've watched the whole thing and they watched the whole series from that particular speaker so you're then the sales rep and you're actually have been reached out to us by advice doctor you've got this information at hand to say i understand actually what's relevant for you as content i can see you've last logged in actually a week ago and i can see 
this content was of interest to you can i send you more and can we engage more on this particular area um as a, as a follow-on so rather than being a cold call they're very acutely aware as to what what their customer's seen what they're interested in and everything that they're looking at is relevant and specific to them and then james just to sort of build on that um another scenario is you've then got a doctor who uh has Actually, he doesn't really engage in digital channels that much. Maybe they're not that uh, digitally uh, uh, comfortable uh, with getting their information through their uh, uh, emails or websites. And they pretend, uh, they tend to focus more on more peer-to-peer -peer and, and actually quite like the interaction of the face-to-face -face with the sales rep. It, it gave them an opportunity, even though very briefly, uh, to sort of ask sort of specific questions uh, around treatment, particularly with safety and efficacy. So um, we've got another audience here that suddenly actually know, well, they're listed in our CRM as a customer. Uh, we, we sort of know some of their prescribing behavior, but there's very little in terms of digital engagement, uh, particularly across our uh, global channels. So therefore, we have to have another approach for that particular um, uh, customer. It doesn't mean that they're not interested in the information. It's just how they get to that information is going to be a different path. And I think this is where now we're seeing uh, the importance of being able to segment our customer data, uh, develop personas, uh, understand that customer journey more, and to be able to then target certain stages of that customer journey in a slightly different way, depending on how we know that customer wants to receive the information. So the, really the power of segmenting this data, uh, putting a face to it with a persona, understanding that journey in better detail in terms of what actually what are the customer needs uh, for this particular persona um, representing this segment uh, at this particular point in time. And that allows us then to look at our content strategy, look at our campaign, and start to tailor uh, content, start to tailor our channels to, to really sort of adapt to whatever that particular customer need is. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting because what, you're, what I'm hearing here is, and I agree, because you're actually arming the, the, the you know, you've, we've talked about data. You know, data is a big thing here. So we're we're talk, we, you know we're talking about arming the 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 the, the, the sales and marketing teams um, with this data that better shapes a conversation. Um, so whether that is through digital channels or using those digital channels and scoring the, the 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 healthcare professional in the in the in the sense of what is of interest to them as you've said and then giving that information say to a sales rep and going out with with that that exact data that you know will engage in a decent conversation or a good conversation and as we say time is of essence but we all know that when a conversation is interesting and is to do with what the customer is interested in listening to then time goes out the window in the sense of, you know, let's continue this conversation because I'm taking a lot of learns from this. But from the pharma, pharma pharmaceutical industry perspective, it's a, still a very face-to-face, -face, um, touchy-feely um, industry where they want to have that, um, that interaction um, to give a healthcare professional the confidence 
um, and as you've said, talking about uh, an efficacious drug or talking about contraindications, um, uh, talking about compliance with a patient. Sometimes that interaction with a with a pharmaceutical company is is warranted. But you're right. If the if the data is right and you have the right information, then your conversation becomes it opens up. You open up a box. You start with one thing and it leads onto onto different things. And I found this with um, with a lot of um, uh, clinical white papers, whereby you would discuss a white paper, but you wouldn't really know which part of the white paper the 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 surgeon or the or the doctor was key on. So you'd end up going through the whole thing and you'd lose the audience. So you're right. It's important to to kind of find exactly through the whole through the the engagement through the journey as to what the uh, the healthcare professional wants to hear or know about. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the interesting thing is, um, I mean, you, you actually brought up a quite an interesting point there. Uh, how do we arm the the sales rep uh, with that information? And uh, I know, James, you, you've been doing a lot of work in terms of how we connect our marketing platforms then to, to the CRM and, and how can we get more visibility to the sales rep in terms of uh, actually where has a healthcare professional actually engaged with our company beyond the sales rep? Uh, where, where have they been in terms of, about content that looks up on the website and actually sort of sharing this data going back and forth particularly between your marketing platforms uh, and your CRM platforms uh, coming together can actually empower the sales rep uh, to take that next best action in terms of what a customer is looking for and wants to build on from their first interaction yeah absolutely and I think I think we you know when when clients are going out choosing their, you know, global marketing platforms, they absolutely need something that plugs into whatever tools their sales reps are using and future proof as well in terms of passing those information, uh, the analytics coming from whatever channel to the basically to the sales reps so they can see from whatever channel that customer's been reached, how they've interacted with it, and then they can use the information to best engage with them. And then we're seeing that now being shared back to the marketing team uh, as well as the sales team. Uh, so you have the sales rep looking in terms of, okay, what's uh, the, based on the data, what's the next best action I need to take in terms of uh, making sure that my customer has what they need in the next step of their understanding uh, of my treatment option. Uh, then marketing are receiving that data back as well in terms of, okay, so what, what's the next step we need to take in making sure that customer experience uh, is the best it can be and building on that. So therefore, uh, does this data tell us that, uh, well, actually this particular customer is engaging a lot with, uh, with web at the moment. So therefore, how can we empower the, uh, empower the sales rep to sort of provide information that can be hosted on our website? Uh, does the uh, HCP have a registration process that they need to go through? How can we push that data back to the sales rep to sort of guide the HCP on the registration process to the particular portal? Uh, vice versa, uh, how can sort of the one-to-one -one email functionality in some of the CRM systems also then inform marketing in terms of, well, actually what content is being sort of resonating with the uh, with the HCP uh, from the detail aid, which slides are being viewed most uh, most often. Uh, and, and all this information needs to come together. And, and, and all of it, whether it be sort of 
potentially looking at next best action or, or from an experience point of view, uh, next best experience, if you want. Um, all of that is going to have a better relationship uh, with that customer. And, and we're seeing that as we look at all that data. And that's really where we're spending a lot of time with the clients so that we can understand what that data is telling us uh, as it then shapes our, both our campaign strategies and also our tech solutions. So what do you think the, the, the future looks like for you know, now? post-COVID for, for pharma companies in the, in the, in the realms of, of the sort of the, the digital journey? <laughs> so, uh, Barrett, that's an interesting question because uh, we've, um, yeah, everyone's very much in crisis mode at, uh, at the moment. Uh, but, of course, there's going to be a very changed perception of the world when we come through this crisis. Uh, I mean, ultimately, uh, a vaccine will be found and uh, we'll be able to sort of go back to, uh, well, hopefully go back to our face-to-face interaction that we used to. Uh, but I think this is a real eye-opener uh, and maybe something that's been dying to be called out within the life sciences industry for quite a bit is, is if you put your investment from a face-to-face perspective uh, and you're sort of pushing everything into that sales for sales rep-led channel, what happens when that's taken away? Uh, and I think coming through this, uh, a lot of our clients are already saying, well, we, we can't go back to the way it was. Uh, we've, we've had to accelerate our digital programs. We've had to accelerate the way that we look at from a campaign strategy. We're now gathering this data. Let's make sure that we build on this. Uh, and actually, we move towards uh, a more digital uh, integrated um, uh, marketing channels as part of our overall strategy. So, um, I mean, ultimately, everyone wants to drive a better customer experience. Uh, and, and the four elements that need to do that is to be able to deliver the right content uh, to, to the right customer at the right time in the right channel. Bring those four elements together uh, and you're going to deliver a good customer experience. A good customer experience is going to result in, in better trust for that particular treatment, for that particular brand, uh, and it's going to be result in, in, uh, in higher prescriptions, uh, which is then has a commercial benefit uh, to that particular company. So this is going to be key as we come out of this crisis in terms of uh, this momentum that's been started. Uh, we need Clients don't want to lose that. Uh, and in fact, we've had clients looking at options of potentially in maybe emerging markets. Uh, and of course, emerging markets have been really impacted by this crisis. If you look at China, Asia, uh, uh, South America, um, how can they potentially move to uh, managing all their campaigns through digital only channels uh, and potentially look to uh, downplay the focus of the sales force in, in those particular markets, particularly for uh, established medicines that don't really have a large marketing budget available to them anymore. So we're seeing a lot of that question, a lot of that request come from our clients in terms of well, this is where we want to go as a company. And, and this crisis has actually accelerated that thinking. So coming out of this, uh, we, we don't want to go back to the old way. Uh, we want to embrace uh, this new direction uh, and we want to move to potentially uh, digital only launches uh, where we can invest in that content in the data uh, rather than potentially investing in Salesforce. I, mean, I was talking to um, a couple of GPs the other day and uh, we were talking about the whole interaction and they said to me, 
um, we were chatting over the phone, they said, you know, the, the thing is, we didn't realize, but when pharma companies uh, move from, from, uh, from one GP practice to another GP practice throughout the day, they are actually, in essence, a conduit for, for spreading viral infections. I'm not saying that that's what they do, but they, it, they, these, com these questions have now arisen. And so now it, even they are now starting to say, this is more and more the, the sort of the, the, the digital way is where we're going to go. And a lot, of, a lot of healthcare professionals are a lot more digital savvy, or as you said, you know, some are more digitally confident than others. Um, so, I mean, James, do you have anything to add around what the future looks like? I think, I think there's a couple of key things here. So I think your point around the way which we're going to see an increase in all in digital campaigns full stop all industries are going to be going more digital so i think the first thing is about having relevant content that's accurate and um is keeping keeping the customers updated and a lot of a lot of our clients have have, have a big drive have had a big drive um to improve their tagging and their optimization of content and really the important thing is you know, when they have this limited time with the HCPs and the specialists who are, you know, doing their, their hard work, making sure that the new content that they're putting up is really relevant and they're seeing the analytics to prove that. So it's data driven in terms of actually they're tearing down content that is working and then putting up the content that is working. Second is about, I think particularly for the future is given the host of campaigns that they're going to be bombarded with from lots of um lots of products and brands is about personalization. So it's absolutely about making sure that when they opt out of campaigns, when they opt out of particular uh, messaging and content, that that's reflecting them. They don't want to be sent multiple times the same, same campaign over and over again. They want to have a campaign that's totally specific to them because everyone else is going to be, you know, mass targeting and mass emailing and trying to drive them to their portal. So given that switch and a much bigger drive from sales rep to online, it is about making sure that when, you know, when a customer has expressed their preferences, it's not captured and it doesn't really matter what channel that they've sent it through. Um, I think we've all been frustrated when email campaigns keep being sent to you, even when you've opted out. So that, you know, that's the benefits of having an integrated platform. And thirdly, you know, security is a constant theme for pharma. So with all these integrated platforms is you've got a lot of details in there that's obviously very personal to these HCPs. You want to ensure that you're providing security and that you've got a very secure platform and you want to have the confidence that they're okay to attend this and share their details with you and their preferences and so forth. Um, a lot of them are, you know, targeted by Hackers Daily because they're large corporate companies. Um, you want a platform that's very secure and is monitored all the time to ensure that actually these attacks are, uh, are being prevented at the end of the day because you're protecting your ACPs and patients' data. So that is a crucial thing because that ensures um, that trust between the customer and, and the brands. And actually, um, another interesting thing, I mean, you, you, Barrett, you're talking about what, what does the future look like? Uh, 
Well, actually, now we're starting to see a interest in terms of well, actually, how can I automate this? How some of the efficiencies, particularly uh, around content approval within the industry, uh, about being. I mean, pharma is notoriously um, slow at being able to react quickly in terms of content creation. Uh, we know that there's a whole approval process that our clients have to go through. Uh, it's highly regulated. So all that content needs to be approved before it can go out there and be made public. Um, but as we move forward, if, if we sort of start to understand customer needs better, um, we can potentially approve content and it doesn't have to be necessarily deployed straight away but let's let's hold stuff back uh, and let uh, marketing automation uh, technology maybe look at potentially how uh, it can deliver more efficiently content that's more relevant uh, content that has been pre-approved in, in blocks in in fragments uh, and then assembled together so that it can, can quickly get that content out to customers who, who need it and are interested with it. So, so there's definitely a, a move uh, and an interest from our clients in terms of, right, okay, so if we had a North Star of where we would like to go on our road to a, a better customer experience, yes, personalization is, is key to build that customer experience, but with personalized uh, approach, it, it becomes very content heavy. How can we make that content process more efficient? How can we use automation? how can we even use artificial intelligence to be able to stitch together content fragments uh, to make a, a clear story uh, to our customers uh, that's relevant uh, based on their needs uh, and that's a real interesting time so uh, uh, it'd be interesting to see if, if the role of the marketeer changes heavily from uh, the job they're doing at the moment uh, as we bring in technology such as artificial intelligence and, and machine learning uh, to help um, yeah, to help deliver content to our customers in, in a more efficient and, uh, and a more relevant manner. You know what, guys, I could talk to you two all day long because it's it's great what you've said, because you're right, you know, market automation, machine learning, artificial, artificial intelligence, that is the way it's going. Um, and like I said, we could talk all day long about, about, about what the role or how the role of the marketer may change. Um, but... I can see that that how pharma companies have now started to they've now suddenly had to evolve very very quickly, um, and what I'm seeing now is that you know from our discussion today that the trend is moving towards a more multi-channel approach, um, and the way um, pharmaceutical organisations um, want to educate HCPs, that's going to be changing. Um, now it's going to change post COVID nineteen. Um, as I said, I spoke to uh, you know several GP colleagues, and uh, they mentioned that pharmaceuticals as well as medical device organisations need to recognise that a lot of their customers are relying on the internet to look for new medical information. So. To conclude, pharma companies need to embrace technology that they can understand their customers better. So, you know, you've spoke about data, um, you've spoke about the customer journey. So they need to embrace technology and, and, in, and with embracing technology, they can understand their customers better. 
This way, as you've said, they can make a positive difference to the way they engage, which strengthens their relationships and gives what are we trying, what are they trying to do? Give positive outcomes to patients. So to conclude, I feel that now it's most paramount for pharmaceutical companies to engage with their healthcare professionals more digitally, and it's become more important than ever. Thank you. Agree, Barrett. So, yeah, the, the future is interesting uh, in terms of where, where we're going to go. So, uh, yeah, and I think James and I are going to be extremely busy uh, over the next few months uh, as we take our clients on this journey. Well, uh, we, we, you know, we'll, 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 we're doing it. We'll get there together. Um, and, but, yes, it's, it's an interesting time. Um, and as I've said, unprecedented times. But I wanted to just... Thank you both for, for taking the time out to, to have this conversation with, with me today. Um, like I said, I could speak to you guys all day. I find it very, very interesting. Um, but yes, we'll, I look forward to um, touching base with you and catching up on the, on, the, on, the, on the next podcast. Thank you. Thanks a million, Barry. Thanks. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Check out our webinar hub on adobe.com for more on-demand podcasts and upcoming webinars.